Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. Man, I'm excited to be here this morning, <laughs> and uh, I'm excited you are here. One more time, if you're a first-time guest, we just celebrate that you're here today, and we're so honored by that. Man, if you were here last week, raise your hand if you were here last week. Last week, we had an amazing time, although it was uh, Memorial Weekend, we still had a, just a uh, packed house, and so I am just honored what God is doing here at Avenue, and I do want to encourage you, join Growth Track today after this, uh, this service. It is a, just a time of knowing God, a time of learning about who we are as individuals, who we are as a church, so I encourage you, jump into Growth Track, and we want to help you discover your purpose. We want to help you uh, find ways you can make a difference, whether it's here on Sunday, in groups, or any other avenue that we can do that today. Father's Day is coming up. Any dads here? Any dudes? Any men? Any dads? We are Father's Day is coming up. Raise your hand if you have a dad. Let's just do that, huh? I got a dad somewhere. He is somewhere in my life. And, uh, but I want to encourage you, bring your dad and bring him to Father's Day here at Avenue Church. We're going to have a great time. That's in two weeks. And so come on, ladies and sons and daughters. Let's get that perfect gift, flat screen TV, anything, all right? But Father's Day is coming up. And man, I encourage you, wear a sports jersey of any sort, all right? There could be some rivals here, perhaps. Wear anything but the Patriots. Anything but the Patriots. You can wear your basketball, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, any jersey you want, and you're going to thank me, all right? And men, this is just a personal thing. There's no photo booth on Father's Day, all right? All the men said, all right, right? But so we're excited for Father's Day. That's coming up. Also, so turn your Bibles to James. We've been in a series uh, in these past three weeks called This is Living Now. So I want you to turn to James chapter 1, verse 19. This has been uh, just an amazing series. This is Living Now. And so this has been an amazing series, just seeing what God is doing. Uh, I say God is right on time. We planned this series out months ago, saying we're going to do James during the summer, and just seeing how it's just, you know, the word is always right on time. So last week we talked about this, and we are to run. run. All right, we're to run. And so those are our three points last week. Kudos to whoever said that over there. But those are those are our three points. If you missed it, jump on our podcast. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. And if you have a Droid, we're on the website. I guess I don't know. I'll give you a cassette or something like that. But we have a way to do that as well. So if that made you angry, good. I'm talking about anger today. We're going to go right into James chapter 1, verse 19. Raise your hand if you've ever been angry. Look at this. Look around. You are, this is the angry bunch. I'm, I'm scared. Raise your hand if you're angry right now. You know, you don't have to do that. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Probably in the parking lot, right? Probably on the way here this morning. I'm really glad you're here because the title of my message today is, You mad, bro? You mad, bro? And that's normally, you like that, huh? That's normally something you say after someone explodes and breaks things. You mad, bro? <laughs> so we're going to be talking about anger today. And this week, we asked our Facebook audience, uh, Avenue went online and said, what makes you mad? And so I'm going to read just a few things. We asked, uh, this is what they said, when my husband gets food and doesn't bring me any. <laughs> I thought that was logical, right? For me, it's when my wife's eats dinner and I'm like, what, you already ate? You know. How about this? Anytime, I love this one, anytime a fire alarm goes off 
especially during my lunch break. I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. Mean people, injustice, poverty, mean-spirited people, deceit, dishonesty, rudeness. That although we were able to joke around about anger, some people were transparent and said, this really is what bothers me. For me, it's left-lane drivers. Anybody have left-lane drivers that go slow in the left lane? All right. The left lane is so you break the speed limit. Break it in Jesus' name. All right. Break the speed limit. Did you break the speed limit? Moving on. Here we go. Uh, a bad photo. How many ladies, a bad photo? If somebody posts a really bad photo of you online? Because what happens when we take a photo? When we take a group picture, who's the first person you look at? What? Yourself. Yourself. Huh. You guys are so selfish. <laughs> I think one time my wife posted a picture of us, and she was like, this picture is so good. And I looked at it. She's beautiful as always. And I'm like this. It's like my eyes are closed. That is not a good photo. Take it down. Take it down. Call somebody. Mom, take the photo down. Nobody wants to see me at the pool. Amen. <laughs> oh, man. I, one more thing, too, is I know I'm an Apple man. I enjoy Apple products. But Surrey is in an abusive relationship with me. <laughs> Surrey. I wrote this down. I, one time I asked Surrey, Surrey, give me directions to the nearest McDonald's. She said, calling your Uncle Donald. No. <laughs> No, and that calls him. No. So today we're talking about anger. So let's turn to James chapter 1. I want to read this verse 19, 20, and 21. James chapter 1, verse 19, 20, and 21. If you don't have a Bible with you, we want to give you a Bible you can keep. You can underline it. You can highlight it. It could be yours. If you don't have a Bible in your seat where you're at, you can use the app called the YouVersion Bible app, or you can follow along on the Jumbotron. All right, if, you're, <laughs> if you have an Android, we're going to be done reading by the time you load that app. All right, so let's go. <laughs> James chapter 1, verse 19. I'm just trying to get you angry. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Take note of this. Write this down. Here we go. Everyone. Now, if you like Greek and Hebrew, I studied the Greek and Hebrew on everyone. The original word for everyone is everyone. <laughs> everyone should be quick to listen. Slow to speak and slow to become angry. I'm going to say that one more time. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly except the word planted in you which can save you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word. God, I pray you begin to heal some hearts today. The Father, I pray, give us a revelation of what James is speaking. The Father, we thank you and we praise you for who you are. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. Now, I am a vocal preacher. I'm hard of hearing. And so, Matt, feel free to shout me down. Feel free to say amen. Feel free to say, come on, white boy. We're going to have some fun today. Now, I found it interesting. Last week, we talked about temptation. Here James goes from temptation right into anger. Temptation right into anger. Last week we talked about temptation is not a sin. I believe that sets some people free. That temptation is not a sin. It's what you do with that temptation. Therefore, anger is not a sin. So I'm here to tell you this morning, you can get angry. I'm waiting for the nudges, right? 
You can get upset. Say amen. You can get ticked off. Say amen. <laughs> you mad, bro? But anger is not a sin, but it's what we do with that anger that makes it, makes it a sin. See, James said, slow to anger. Notice he didn't say, you know, don't be angry at all. But he said, be slow to anger. I also want to take us further. Anger is not a spiritual gift, all right? Anger is not something you can say, all right, that's my spiritual gift. I'm going to be angry. No, knock it off. But anger is not a sin, but it's what we do with us for a moment. This can transform our homes today. This can transform our lives today. If we were quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, this could change your marriage overnight. This could change your parenting styles instantly. This could change relationships. But this is something today that, yes, we're poking fun at it. Yes, we're going to go through the word today. But this is something today that could transform your life. We're going to start living now. Raise your hand if you want to start living now in Jesus' name. So let's go. Here's what James said. He says, number one, he says, let's be quick to listen. Quick to listen. I was in a program growing up in church called Royal Rangers, all right? And we would go to a campsite with, it's like a father-son camping trip. And so we went to a campsite. My dad was the type of father, he did this one time, he took me to the camping site, helped me set up my tent, took forever, and we said, here you go, son. I love you. I'll be back in the morning. He went and stayed at Holiday Inn. That's my dad, all right? And so we had a competition of who can start a fire first with some rocks and a matchstick or whatever that is, right? And so we're going, we're going into the fire, and we're trying to get this started. And my dad said, son, come here. Here's a red Solo cup, all right? You know there's party in a cup when somebody gives you a red Solo cup. And he said, take this and dump it on the, on the wood. I said, okay, Dad. I dumped it on the wood, and I got up real close to the wood, and I went, spark, spark. Little did I know, as a young man, that was gasoline. He put gasoline on my wood. So he said, ready, set, go. And I went, spark, spark, bonfire. And everyone went, whoa. I had no eyebrows after that situation. <laughs> but why do I say that? Because we are to be quick to listen. You can find people in your life that will pour gasoline on you or they'll pour water on you. You'll find somebody, you can, you can find someone who will listen to you and they'll allow you to either get angry or to get upset. You will always find someone who will agree with you and fuel your anger. You'll have, you'll have people in your life that say, I'm upset about this. I'm not going to go to you because I know you carry water. But I'm angry right now. I'm going to go to you because I know you're going to agree with me and you're going to pour gasoline on my anger. Now, I hope I get this story right. But we got to find people that will pour water into our lives. we got to find people that say, no, I love you, but you're wrong. That's why we're in groups. That's why we're doing life together. We can say, hey, I love you, but you, you mad? You mad right now? Let's not do anything with that anger. Now, I might butcher this story, but we need to call a firefighter, not a fire starter. One day, my amazing sister-in-law picked up my son, Levi, and they were on a, on a car ride. And I didn't ask for permission with this. I love you. I love you in advance. But they were driving together, and she picked up my son. She loves Levi. And so Auntie Step picked up my son, who's five. They were on a car ride, and they were talking about different things. And they'd been talking <laughs> You mad? 
And they were talking about uh, her dog. And she was saying, Levi, dogs are great, but you have to be careful with some dogs. He said, why? Because dogs can get rabies. And he said, rabies? And he goes, what's that, Auntie Steffi? And he said, rabies are when a dog gets sick and becomes really mean. And my five-year-old son goes, do you have rabies sometimes? <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> you got to find somebody in your life who will call you out. You got rabies right now? So we, are to be, we need to be quick to listen. We need to calm down and say, I'm a little angry right now, but I need to listen. Number two, we need to, we need to be slow to speak. Slow to speak. Now we're going to, in a few weeks, spend an entire message on the power of our words. We're going to spend an entire message of what our words do. We can speak life or we can speak death. But I have seen people grow their anger by using your speech. You begin to talk yourself into wrath. You begin to talk yourself into that blinded rage. We begin to talk ourselves into a worse situation. Because your speech reveals the condition of your heart. That you, If you spend enough time with somebody, you begin to see the condition of their heart by what their words say. I want to be real with you this morning. It's Sunday morning. We're at a life-giving church. It's Avenue. We can say, how you doing? Praise God. Blessed and highly favored. Jesus loves me. But I want to see how you're talking at home. I want to see how you're talking in the car. I want to see how we're talking when, when friction is in our life, when it's, really, when the, when, when it's getting tough, when it's, when it's a high-pressure situation. Our words begin to reveal our heart. And here's what James says. He's quick to listen, slow to speak but then slow to anger. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write this on the back side of your Connect card, but I want you to write down this. Say, we control anger before it controls us. You can put that on a Facebook post. That's tweetable, Snapchat, Instagram, but, but we are to control anger before anger controls us. Now, you might be sitting here today saying, I can't control my anger. When I get angry, it just comes out. I'm with you. Amen. I am, I am angry. But we got to work on our anger. Otherwise, anger will work on us. I can prove it to you that we can control our anger. That if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, and we go to work, and we're just upset, we're agitated, we're upset with our employees, but we don't say anything. We're upset with our boss, but we don't say anything. We're upset at the vending machine, but we don't say anything. But we're angry at work. But yet, we don't explode and we don't freak out. Why? Because we will control our anger for $15 an hour. But when we get home, we begin to destroy those that are priceless and beyond value because we can't control our anger. I'm here to tell you, we can control our anger, but it takes some work. It takes some discipline. It takes the Word of God. I'm getting real today. Turn to your neighbor and say, you mad, bro? You mad? James said, slow to become angry in verse 20, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Now, there's many types of anger, but I'm going to address two today. The first type of anger is wrath. The second type of anger is passion. So you have wrath, and then you have passion. See, wrath means extreme anger. Wrath means you're agitated, 
you're boiling, you're really upset. Passion means you're passionate, or there's an energy. The Bible even calls this righteous indignation. And so you have these two forms of anger I want to address today. You have wrath, you're blinded by rage, but then you have passion. And many of you here today, you're turning your mind to the passion side. You're saying, I am just a passionate individual. Say amen, right? I am, I'm not angry, I'm passionate, right? Really? That's some good passion you got going on right there. But there's wrath or there's passion. I was uh, once working on a project, and anytime my wife and I get together and hang pictures, we have the opportunity for wrath. Because <laughs> we're really passionate about getting it just right on the wall. Amen? But here's a hammer. I have a hammer in my hands today. Because a hammer can either be a tool or it could be a weapon. We could use a hammer in our wrath, or we could use a hammer to work our passions. So I have a hammer here today, and we have many occasions where we can use a hammer. We could use a hammer to hang pictures. We could use a hammer to create things. But also, I once gave my son a hammer, and there was a block of ice my mom made. So Grandma Bonnie put toys in a, a thing of ice. My son was able to take a hammer and go to town on that piece of ice. And he was able to break the ice apart. He was going so good, he broke a few toys as well. But that hammer became a weapon, all right? And as we, when he was done, we are like, give me the hammer. Give me the hammer. You're done. You finish. But a hammer can be a tool or it can be a weapon. I want to address the weapon portion of this hammer today. One time I remember I had a nail, and I was nailing this thing, and the nail wasn't going in straight enough. And these nails, I don't know if they were cheap or too long. I wasn't hitting it right. But I was trying to get that nail just spot on to go in perfectly. And the nail kept bending. And I'm talking about you're like, boom, boom, boop. And you're like, stop it, you little, you know. I was getting upset. And I was using this hammer as a tool to create something, a tool to perhaps gift something, a tool to maybe benefit my life. But as I got angry, remember, anger is not a sin. But as I got angry, I remember I swung as hard as I could I got frustrated. I said, you're not going to bend on me one more time. I'm going to hit you with one hit. You're going to go in that wood, and I'm going to be done. I'm here to tell you, I didn't miss the nail. I hit my hand, all right? I guess that's what I was aiming for. And you can begin to see if I was Christian or not after I was feeling pain. Jesus, Joseph, Mary, you know. So anger as a weapon. See, wrath has three faces. Here's what the way you can see wrath, whether it's explosive and boiling up, whether it's stewing and brewing or silent anger, or whether it's irritable or bitterness. I want you to understand today that silent anger is just as offensive to God as explosive anger. Because God doesn't judge us by the outside. He judges us on the inside. He sees the motive of your heart, and he's saying, why are you angry? Psalms 37, verse 8 says, Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. There is danger in our anger. There is danger in our anger. And so with this tool or with this weapon, we can destruct things. We can ruin things. We could choose to explode. We could choose to weaponize our anger. We could choose to step into the realm of sin. We could choose to break people down by the words that we say. 
We could choose to come home to an environment and say, this will either build my family up or this will destroy my family. This could either build relationships up or this can ruin relationships in my life. I don't want to spend too much time on the weapon of anger, but I want to talk about anger as a tool. That anger can be a tool. Many of us think anger as a weapon. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, it says this. It says, be angry. I just stop right there, huh? Be angry, but do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Now, I've always read that. Don't let the sun go down in your anger. Does that mean I am to repent and go to bed? That would be a good idea. But for some of us, we should get a good night's rest. In the morning, wake up and say, I am sorry. But you know what that really means? It means do not be intimate with your anger. Do not let the sun go down in your wrath. Do not be intimate with your anger. Don't own that anger and say, this is part of my wrath. This is a part of who I am. I am justified, and I have every right to be angry. But this is what it says. Be angry. Be angry. We see this example when Jesus went to the temple. And he was in the temple, and they were selling things. They were selling doves and, and, and exchanging money in the temple. And Jesus walked in, and he said, oh, I don't, I don't, no, I don't think so. And the Bible says Jesus got angry. But here's what I like about Jesus. He walks away, and he makes a whip. He's like, I am going to, I'm going to do something. I, I am ticked off. If you ever walk into a, like a child's room and he just destroyed it, walk away and make something hard, all right? I'm going to. I'm going to punish that boy. And the Bible says Jesus came back with a whip. Now, he didn't hurt anybody. He didn't use it as a weapon, but he used it as a tool. So he went into the temple. He didn't whip anybody or hit anybody, but he was making a stand. He said, you know what? My house will be a house of prayer. My house will be a house of holiness. It will not be a den of thieves. So Jesus used his anger as a tool. You see, godly anger is being angry with sin. Anger could help, anger could be a tool to clean house. I really begin to pray about this this week and say, what am I to do with this anger? And anger could be a tool to begin to clean house. Sometimes we have to say, I am so angry, I keep messing up. Today, no more excuses. Today, I'm gonna go to growth track. Today, I'm gonna sign up for baptisms. Today, I'm going to make a difference in my life through Jesus Christ. I am upset, and I'm going to have some godly or righteous indignation regarding sin in my life. I'll calm down. But often, I want to tell you this. For some of us, too, we got to take a stance against anger because many times our silence is our consent. And for some parents in this room, you're gonna, you need to pop up what Joshua said on your wall and say, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. I have a righteous indignation that, you know what, maybe I made some mistakes in my life. You know what, maybe I didn't parent the best way. But as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. There's a righteous indignation that happens. I tell you this, I love my wife and I love people. But my wife comes first. I say, I'll praise God, I love you, but if you hurt my wife, I'm going to leave my pastor card at home, and I will hunt you down, and I will minister to you. 
by the laying of the hands. And then I might have to resurrect the dead. Because I'm coming with a tool of the Lord. <laughs> I plan to bring pain as my number one teaching tool in Jesus' name. But let me tell you this. Anger can be a tool. It's beginning to show you what you're passionate about. I begin to talk to my A team. There's some things in your life you're saying, that just makes me mad. That makes me upset. We are to ask the question, why are you angry? What makes you angry about that? I believe that your anger can be a tool to begin to reveal some passions in your life. I don't like the way they do it. Well, guess what? That anger is revealing your passion. And your passion is a gift that God has given you so you can be the solution to that problem. That really ticks me off the way they do that. Well, you know what? They're, they're doing their best, and they're serving the Lord with all their heart, but that's not their gift. They see a need, and they feel a need, but that's going to make you upset, and you have a choice. You can either weaponize your anger and say, what is wrong with them? They're doing it the wrong way, and I'm going to turn to go this way, or it could be a tool to say, I believe I'm gifted in that area because my passion's revealing why I'm feeling this way, and I'm going to be the solution to the problem. We could use our anger to tear down, or we could use our anger to build up. I would rather build up. I would rather build up. For some of you, you probably have a revelation at work right now. When you go to work and say, that just ticks me off. Well, God has placed a system in your heart, a systematic way of increasing that business so he can bless you so you can further the company. You're going to become a light in a very dark place because your silence is your consent. And I promise you, there are individuals in that company that are angry and bitter on the or I could use it as a weapon. I encourage you. Here's a shameless plug. Get on the AT. Join growth track. Get water baptized. Get involved. Join a group. Lead a group. Stand up at work to say, this is making me upset. But it's what we do with that anger that make it a tool or it can make it a weapon. But here's what I want to talk about. If your anger is constantly a weapon, if your anger is constantly tearing people down, we got to ask, why am I angry? Why am I angry? I got to tell you, if you've never been mad in this room, have children. <laughs> now really be, <laughs> I see some faces too, right? If you've never been mad, have a child. <laughs> if you're single in this room and you don't have children, or you're married in this room and you don't have children, I promise you, I was sitting where you were at by saying, when I have a child, he's going to be a good little soldier. I'll never have problems with him. He'll say, yes, sir, and go to bed on time. And he'll say, I love you, Daddy. I will do whatever you say. That is all a lie from the pit of hell. That is incorrect. Because we're all born as sinners, all right? I didn't have to teach him to lie, cheat, and steal. He figured that out on his own. <laughs> Somebody's a while. You mad, bro? A little bit. <laughs> but once I remember, I got just really upset with my son. It was just a parenting moment, a moment of discipline to say, you're going to go in timeout, you're going to do this, you're going to do what I say. I got to a point where I was filled with this wrath, filled with this anger. I'm not an angry person. And I remember I went to the garage, I shut the garage door, 
I picked up whatever I could find. <laughs> I grabbed a broomstick, a broom. Thank you, Jesus. It was just a broom, right? I began to minister to that broom. <laughs> that broom exploded. I don't know what happened to that broom. <laughs> that was between me and the father in that garage. My wife heard me saying stuff in the garage. She's like, what is he talking to? You know what I mean? Could have thought there was a highway robbery in the garage that day. I remember I just let my anger out. And then later on that evening, I went back into the house, and we take team and got my son to bed and got him ready. And I remember I spent some time with the Lord, and I began to ask him, why did I get so angry? Was it good anger? Was it bad anger? Was it a tool? Was it a weapon? What was it? I remember as I began to ask that question, God began to tell me. He says, why are you angry? I said, well, because he, he's, he's not listening to me. You know, you know, and this happened, and I began to make excuses and point blame at others. And then it just came to my heart. God said, you got angry because of pride, because of selfishness. They didn't use it as a teaching moment to remain calm, to say, how can I help? That oftentimes when we get angry, when we have an outburst of rage, when we have, when we have wrath in our lives, it really begins to reveal what's in your heart. As we begin to mold over this message this week, and I said, oh, anger is going to be a, a fun message. It's going to be a message where we can poke fun, and I can give you some steps to say, do this and do that. When you're angry, walk away. When you're angry, stop, drop, and roll. I'll give you all kinds of fun things, but as I begin to study this week, my heart began to break. Because James reminds us that we are to be Slow to anger, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, we're going to go with James' instructions today. He says, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. I'm here to tell you today, God doesn't need your wrath. He needs your humility. God doesn't need your outburst of anger. He needs your humility. Humbly accept the word planted in you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. But be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ Jesus forgave you. So I want to give you a challenge this morning. In your anger, be kind. In your anger, be compassionate. In your anger, I encourage you to forgive. See, forgiveness is laying down your wrath and just giving it to Jesus. To say, I'm upset about this. I want to do harm with this. I need, a, I need a, a way to get it all out. I'm here to challenge you today to love. Forgiveness is loving others. But the question I want to ask you this morning, do you love the person more or do you love your anger more? Do you love them more or do you love yourself a little too much? And in landscaping, we had a shovel 
I begin to look at the, gra- uh, the, the gravel, the dirt, my wife and I, what we did on the surface. So we cleaned up all the rocks and we put it off to the side and it was clean dirt. It was nice. Then we plotted out areas where we got to put a tree or lantana or plant. And I'm from North Dakota. In North Dakota, you take a shovel and you go, boop, hole, stick a tree, you're done. In Nevada, I didn't realize that it was pre-made concrete everywhere. I didn't realize what kind of soil I had in my backyard. I remember I had that shovel, and I'm digging, and it's concrete. We're, we got a, even a big metal rod, and we're beating that dirt, and we're trying to get things out. And as I get that hole bigger and bigger, I'm realizing all these different huge boulders and rocks. I mean, it would be tink, and we have to work around it and get all that stuff out. And when we got all that rock out, and that rock didn't get to go anywhere else in the yard, we had to completely and physically remove it away from my yard. Once we got that big hole, then we got planting soil. And we would dump soil in there, and we would dump some chemicals in there, some shock treatment. Then we would put the plant in and cover it all up. What are you saying here today? A lot of times in our anger, it begins to reveal some filth in our hearts begins to reveal some evil that we have in our hearts. We all have it. But our job here today is to remove it all. To say, Jesus, I don't don't want this anymore in my life. Jesus, I want to remove this in my life. That there's some things in my life that are causing me to swing as a weapon instead of a tool. I'm going to read two scriptures here today. This is how I'm going to close. I'm going to read Romans chapter 12 verse 19 and 21. And I read these two scriptures today. I want you to begin to kind of do a self-analysis of yourself today. I want you to be able to say, am I angry? And what am I doing with that anger? I got to read the message verse because it puts it in there perfectly. It says, don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. You know, those that made me angry It can even be a godly anger because righteous indignation is I'm biblically angry. But that person is typically, it's because they're hurting. I see the surface, but I say, God, let me see inside them. Hurting people hurt people. How can I minister to them? Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you along with everybody, don't insist on getting even. Don't pay back. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. God says, I'll do the judging. God says, I'll take care of it. God doesn't need your wrath. He needs your humility. God doesn't need your anger. He needs your compassion. That God wants to use us in a powerful way. Our scriptures tell us that if you see an enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. Your generosity will surprise them with goodness. I'm upset with you. Let me buy you lunch. You make me mad. Let's go have coffee. Let me bless you. Don't let the evil get the best of anger, get the best of you. But let's get the best of our anger. And here's what James says. And actually in James chapter 4, where do you think all of these appalling wars and quarrels come from. Do you think they just happen? Do you think it just occurs? 
think again. They come about because we want our own way. They come about because we want our own way. We fight for it deep inside of ourselves. You lust for what you don't have, and you're willing to kill to get it. Are you willing to kill to get it? You want what isn't yours, and you will risk violence to get your hands on it. And I'm not talking about physical violence today. For many of us, we need to stop that in Jesus' name. But there could be a verbal violence. There could be an attack on those around us. See, if I play some glass up here today, and if I hit that glass, I did it because I was angry. I'll harm that glass. When it, when it explodes, it could harm me, but also harm every single person that is closest to me. So we're going to go into this song, and I want to encourage you today. For me, all week long, I had this analogy. I just had this hammer in my mind going, oh, I'm angry right now. Is it going to be a tool or is it going to be a weapon? This is not sin, but it's what I do with it that makes it sin. I am quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become anger. Angry. Will you stand with me, please? And we're going to get into the song just for a moment. We have prayer teams that are off to the side. And I want to encourage you to go to a prayer team person and say, I have anger in my life. I've been harming people with my anger. I'm angry in the inside. Will you pray for me? Because I want to challenge you. You can control your anger if you let God control you. I got to say that one more time. I'm sorry if I'm a little redundant. But you can control your anger if you let God take control of your life. If you're here today, you said, you know what, I, I, maybe I've been to church. Maybe this is your first time. But will you surrender your heart to Jesus today? I'm not asking you to join our church or necessarily go to growth track. But I'm asking you today, that you don't have to live in a state of anger, a state of unforgiveness, a state of worry or fear, because that can all lead to that anger. But you can live in a state of love, of joy, of peace, of compassion, of love, because love covers a multitude of sin. If you're here today, you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we just raise a hand say, I want to accept him into my life. I want to be Christian and I want to give him my heart and say, will you be Lord of my life? That is you. Just raise a hand for me. Just raise a hand for me. There's a hand. Thank you. Come on. We celebrate what God has done. And we're going to go into this song and I want you because this is every single one of us. We all deal with anger. We all deal with wrath. We all deal with righteous indignation. What do I do with godly anger? But what do I do with my wrath? And during this time of worship, it's a time Jesus can heal you. It's a time the Holy Spirit can come upon you to say, take this anger away. For many of us, when we go to our workplace, when we go to our homes, people are going to say, you're not mad anymore. You have more patience. You're compassionate. What is wrong with you? What happened inside of you? Where do I see this change? 
who did this to you? And you can say, Jesus changed me from the inside out. Jesus has healed me of my anger. So go ahead, worship team, go ahead. I'll encourage you. Will you raise your hands and act of surrender? Will you say, Jesus, remove this anger inside of me? In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to know more details, you can visit our website at avenuechurch.cc or follow us on social media at Avenue LV Church. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week.